0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to part three of the series, Break Down Those Invisible Fences That Are Holding You Back from the Life You're Supposed to Live. Today I am going to dive into the topic of taking agency over your narrative. You will not want to miss it. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, happy Wednesday. Welcome to Faith Coffee and a Kid Podcast. This is your host Cherie, and today we are continuing on with part three of breaking down those invisible fences that are holding you back from living a life you were created to live. Today's invisible fence that we are going to chip away at is that narrative that you may have adopted that is not written by you, and more importantly, not written by god for your life if you haven't listened to the first two parts of this series i encourage you to take some time and check them out because they both figure into this third um, part which is our narrative so a quick recap um, we want to get outside of the confined spaces that invisible fences keep us in and when i talk about invisible fences i gave the i gave the example in the first part about think of you know how pet owners will put up these invisible fences to keep their animals inside the fence and at first this can be you know just so that they're not getting hurt right and what happens is the animal will get a, from my understanding, a vibration every time it tries to move outside that fence. And it made me think about how we put up these invisible fences around us. And maybe in the beginning, it's to protect some part of us, right? That, um, you know, has been vulnerable to something in the past. So we build up these invisible fences. And what happens is it keeps us in a very confined space, Right. And we know that as children of God, we're not supposed to be living in a confined space. Right. We have an abundant, spacious space that God wants us to use and to create in and to build others up. But we can't do that behind these invisible fences. And so I just wanted to discuss four different types of invisible fences that I find that are really common. And there are many more, right? There are many more that we construct out of our lifetime, but these are the four that I wanted to touch upon. And the first one was a limiting belief system. And a limiting belief system is that limited beliefs that you adopt in your life that tells you you're not enough, that you're not equipped, um, that, you know, your dreams are too big and to be realistic and it keeps you in this confined space, right? Realistic is a big one. I feel like there's a certain time in our life where we're taught or we're told you can be anything, right? And then all of a sudden, somewhere along the line between maybe high school and college, or, you know, as you become an adult, you hear, you need to be realistic, right? And what happens is, that kind of just buries that dream that we had, because it tells us, this isn't possible." And that's just an example of a limiting belief system. Um, or, you know, you're not going to like money is another one. And again, if you want to listen to um, the first part, I really dive into that kind of structure of the limiting belief system and how it affects us um, going forward. The other um, invisible fence that I spoke about was closing old chapters, right? And this is a big one because if we live in the past and although you cannot live in the past, right, because the past is gone, but your mindset and the way you um, live your life in the present can be affected by the past. And what happens is it can keep you in bondage. And this really is a part of like that building your narrative for me because I feel that if you cannot, you cannot close an old chapter if you keep rereading the same last line of the old chapter, right? Like you can't get to the new one if you keep rereading that same sentence over and over again. It's just going to keep you there and keep you stuck. And I talk about that and I also talk about a Bible study I did about Lot's wife And, um, you know, we look at her as this woman who turned into a pillar of salt because she made a really unwise choice by looking back. But how many of us continue to look back, right? Continue to try to get that one last glance of something that wasn't even that good in our life. Um, and it becomes an invisible fence that holds us again from moving forward. So today I want to dive into an invisible fence that can absolutely change your life if you decide to knock it down and so that you can go into a, a wider pasture, right? And that is to create your own narrative with God as your author. In my ebook that will hopefully come out this year on 15 tips to avoid single mom burnout, I talk about this vital piece and it's a huge thing that can burn you completely out. Um, and especially single moms, because people will create a narrative about you through their own um, stereotypes and labeling. And if you're not careful, if you don't take agency, and you're going to hear me say that word over and over again, over your narrative, and understand that your story is authored and written by the creator author, God himself, right? The alpha and the omega. You are going to find yourself believing a lie. Okay? It's a lie. And living a narrative that doesn't match up with your identity in Christ. So what is your narrative, right? A narrative in general is a story. And I want you to think about this. Up until now in your life, to this point, what has your narrative looked like? What's your story? What do you want your story to be? How are you writing it? Um, What parts of your narrative may be part of that invisible fence that's holding you back? Our limiting belief about ourselves, um, that we may have internalized, unfortunately, can write so many parts of our story for us, right? A narrative is made up of our experiences, our events that happen. And so whatever your experiences are, whether they are good, bad, painful, um, they write parts of your story and your past figures into your narrative. And it can do the same thing. You know, we don't have to erase these parts. I mean, we can't, right? They're part of who we are but it doesn't mean that it's a part of us going forward. Meaning you can um, still honor those parts of your story, but you don't have to allow it to define you or be a negative part of the page that you're now on. Our narrative also gets out of whack when we listen to others about what our story should look like right? Through their judgments and misconceptions or their limiting belief systems. You know, it's interesting. We take on other people's stuff, right? And it affects us. So for example, and I'm going to go back to single moms again, because that's kind of, I know a lot of this audience. um, Sometimes people will view you and your family as a statistic, right? Uh, That They have this idea of single moms as always struggling, that they're weary, that their family's not whole, that, you know, they're just in this pit. And do single moms struggle? Sure. Do moms with husbands struggle? Absolutely. Right. And so, but single moms have been categorized to fit into this category and to be stereotyped. And I've seen it, you know, just in general, I've seen it in the church, and I've seen the impact that it can have on women as they um, live their story out. And, you know, society wants to paint people with a very broad stroke, right? When the fact is, is that we are all individual paintings, right? Like individual little masterpieces with our own unique um, background and, and talents and situations and circumstances and all that. And God designed all of it. But if you listen enough, you can absorb someone else's narrative that limits you from writing and living the story that you want to live. Okay. And so you are the co-author of your narrative. And I say this because God is the author of all things, including your life, right? I mean, think about this you have the all-time author right like the best-selling author and he he can write an amazing he not only can he he will write an amazing story for your life but you do have to participate right we have free will so You have to lean into his will and accept the edits along the way, okay? And if you're like me sometimes, I mean, I'm definitely one of those people who like to be in charge, who want to be the author. Um, So I may not always accept God's edits right away, and that's where I get into trouble. So it's important to know that, yes, he is you are the co-author, right? You have the agency to make choices and decisions, but you also have to um, accept his edits because nobody else will ever lead you better than the Lord. The other thing to remember is your narrative is not limited by your circumstances, and sometimes those circumstances can feel so overpowering that we allow them to overwrite the story that we desire to live. But if we remember that God is our author, that he's holding the pen and can rewrite any circumstance, that he can close a chapter, um, that he, you know, that is holding us from turning the page. He has that power to do that because he has the power to, um, give you, and he, he desires to give you the abundant life. Um, A story where you're victorious and you glorify him. And that is how the invisible fence is actually torn down, right? Is that we lean into the Lord and we take agency over our choices. So I want to get into how do we stop living a narrative that doesn't fit the story that God has for our life. And I have a few points that I want to jump into. One is... Again, always, always, always go to God in prayer and ask him to help you and to reveal to you how he wants you to live your life, right? Because when we think about our life story, it can be a little daunting, you know, and you don't have to obviously figure it out all at one time. You're not going to because in in reality, God is sovereign and he already has the plan laid out, Right. But you want to go to him and ask him to reveal to you what your life should look like and how you can be prepared to act on that because he will reveal it to you, right? But you also want to be in a space where you're willing to accept what he's telling you to do and what that looks like. Two is to take some time to think about the narrative you've been living and ask yourself, are you happy with it? Are you doing what brings joy to your life and others? Are you serving God in this narrative? Are you building others up, right? If you were to leave this earth tomorrow, would your narrative leave a legacy or an impact? And you know, that's a really important question to ask, you know, and I've always heard that sometimes we need to do things with the end in mind. I think that we have such a finite, like a limited time, right, here on earth. And I have realized that more and more as I'm getting older, you know, as I see friends who have passed away or were sick or things have happened just so, um, so quickly. And I'm I'm starting to think more about my own narrative and what that looks like. And when I leave this earth, right, what do I want that legacy to be? It, will it be impactful? Um, will it make a difference? will I live, have lived life well? And when I say legacy, like, I'm not saying that you have to make this huge, like, I'm not talking about being a bestseller literally of a book or, you know, um, just some grand gesture. I'm talking about just the little everyday things in life that mean something to the people around you that you love, um, to the strangers that you are encountering. Um, What is it in your narrative that will leave that impact, that will leave that legacy? I, and I think it's a really good place to start is with the end in mind, right? Um, because we do, we have a very limited time here on earth and what we do with it matters. Um, and that's a part of our narrative. That should be a part of the story that we wanna create. Um, three is, do you have agency over your life as a co-author? Are you taking accountability and responsibility for your choices, decisions, and consequences? Um, Do you listen to what people say your life should look like and adopt those ideas for your own? Um, If you are, it may come through that whole limiting belief system about yourself, and you have to determine if it's holding you back from creating your story, right? Think about this. Have you misplaced your identity and your circumstances, stereotypes, or judgments that people have about you? And how do you stop this? Well, I think when you take agency and take responsibility and accountability over your choices and the consequences in your life that have happened because of those choices, you know, when you decide to stop, you have to be bold, right? You have to take control of your story, always putting God first in it, but don't allow deposits to be made in your life that don't help you grow. Be very, very careful about who you allow to invest in your life, right? Because not everybody has the right to invest in your life. And and when I mean that, I mean that in every sector, right? Whether it's your family or friends, you know, really be, um, use discretion about who has that right to make those deposits in your life, because those deposits can actually help you grow and help your narrative, or it can do the opposite, right? It can um, have have you living a narrative that's not even yours or making you think something about yourself that's not true or that's disabling to you. So... You know, be honest, though, and take stock of where you are and how you got there and your role in it. And then you can make changes because changes really start with us taking responsibility, having awareness and deciding to make a change. Three is um, get crystal clear. okay, as clear as you can be on the life you want to live. Um, the story you want to live, and make a commitment to yourself and to God to start writing it. I truly believe that we can create narratives that either hold us back and are not written by God, or we can use this time on earth to write an amazing adventure, a story with, you know, ups and downs and surprises and pauses and edits, but it's a narrative that's active and fluid, and it keeps us moving beyond those invisible fences, right? And that's what we want to do. So when I talk about getting crystal clear, just like really taking some time to get to know who you are, right? What your talents and gifts are, what your um, desires are, how you want to contribute to um, your family, your friends, your church, um, God's kingdom, really taking time to think about that. And it doesn't all happen in one day, obviously, right? I think we're continually changing that narrative as we grow and as we spiritually mature. But thinking about that and really um, being active and not stagnant. Four is who do you tell yourself who do you tell yourself you are in your story what's your identity in your story are you the victim do things just happen to you are you an active participant and it again it comes back to that right that active participant or are you just observing life or are you living it and those are two different things right Um Are you living in the should've, could've, would've's, Or are you actively pursuing your life? So much time is wasted when we sit there and go, oh, you know, I should have, I would have, I could have. Well, that's not gonna make a difference now, right? If you should have done something and you're still able to do it, then why are you talking about it instead of doing it? Why are you saying, I could have done that instead of making that a part of your narrative, a part of your story, actively pursuing it at this moment. Um, The last thing is don't spend time regretting the narrative you're living and letting that regret be part of the invisible fence, right? Always remember this, that you're a new creation in Christ. So everything in your story, even the parts you're not proud of, are useful, Okay, so um, let it go, right? One is let go of that regret and start writing your story with the wisdom that comes from the struggle, that comes from the brokenness, right? To To get to a different and better place. So I know that was a lot and I can go on and on about narrative um and I won't do that but I think it's such a, a really integral part because it's our story, right? It is it is who we are and who we want to be and who we can create. So In conclusion, I encourage you to step fully into the pages of your narrative, um, to take agency, that word again, right, as a co-author, and look to your author, God, in obedience to write your narrative, because no one else can write it better than the one who created you in his image, right, and molded you. So participate in your life, and don't fall prey to the enemy's lies, about who you are and what you're capable of, you know, know your truth. And in that truth is a wonderful story that has limitless potential. So guys, thank you for listening. And next week, we will conclude this four-part series where we are going to talk about a big invisible fence that holds so many of us back, which is fear. So I am going to leave you with um, this verse from Habakkuk Uh, One five, It says, look among the nations, observe, be astonished, wonder, because I am doing something in your days you would not believe if you were told. And that's what God does. He does, you know, amazing things with your story that you would not even believe. So I pray that you have a great rest of the week. And I can't wait to talk to you next week about fear. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I loved talking about this because I know you have an amazing story written in your future and your present. If you like this episode and have enjoyed the other podcasts, please go over to iTunes and rate and review. I would love to hear what you have to say. Thanks.